Hey guys, this is Summer. And this is Maddie. Welcome to our safe space to vent, cry, and spill the tea. We're the military spouses that spill the fun on motherhood, deployment, and overseas life, and more. This is our unfiltered world that we call day-to-day life. Buckle, Buckle up, up, bitches. Welcome back to Summer and Mad Dog. This is our second episode, and we're very excited to talk about a subject that's super close to our hearts. We are both mothers, and we wanted to have a mom-to-mom talk and let you guys listen in on it. So, let's see. Let's go ahead and get started. For background, I have two kids. Maddie has two kids. Um, Mine are four and two, and hers are six and one. So, we're both in kind of different phases of life, I would say. Okay, she's giving me a look. (laughs) No, we are. Yeah, I feel like when you're in that threshold of, if you have a one-year-old, that is a different phase of life. From infant to one years, like, you're still feeling out where you are in motherhood. And so, yeah, that is a different phase of life. I feel like we both help each other out because my six-year-old is, like, one step ahead of your four-year-old, but then... Your two-year-old is a step ahead from my one-year-old, so we both can be, like, asking questions along the way. Yeah, it is helpful to be able to flip-flop that parenting advice because you were in my shoes a year ago, and I was in your shoes a year ago, a year ago with just two different kids. Um, but since we both are military spouses, we've both been away from home for... I've been away from home for the last um, six years. How long have you been um, soloing it? About, like, five years now. Yeah, so it's both been a while, and you've obviously had another kid since you've left. I've had both of my kids since I've left home, Um, and I feel like we both had to take a challenge on, you always hear growing up, you have to have a village to parent, but what what happens when you don't have that village anymore, where you take yourself away from your village, and you raise your children kind of in a lonely world, so to say, because you're still trying to figure out necessarily who your village is and who your friends are see I got to parent my daughter for the first year with a village around and I had those family members that could drop what they're doing to come help out and now living away from them I'm parenting two kids without a village and it's definitely hard you really have to depend on a lot of your friends to like help out during tough situations if one kid's sick or Whatever the issue is, even if you want a date night, I mean, you have to ask people to watch your kids, and it's not always fun. I hate asking. I hate asking, and honestly, one of the hardest things that I've realized is to find as a good babysitter that one has availability and that is reasonably priced, because we've talked about this before. A date night, which would typically only be about 60 bucks for you and your husband to go to have dinner or go to a movie. No, and it's not even a long time. But then if you had a sitter in it, you've got $15 an hour, and all of a sudden you're paying $120 just for you to have four hours alone with your spouse. Yeah. And financially, that's just not realistic to do more than once a month. And, and you got to talk about everything you do on the date nights. If you're going shopping, if you're going out to dinner, if you're going to play golf or go to see a movie, it all costs us money and you end up spending more than you even should. And then it's also hard because we do have those friends that I've had the friends that I flip-flopped date nights with, but then that sucks because you can't go on a date night with your friends and double date. 
I've had friends that have been, I mean, me and you do pretty well on, like, if we need each other, but I feel like we both kind of have a, a, or hesitant to ask, like, hey, will you watch the kids for a date night? I think that's just, like, a little bit of guilt, because obviously we want each other to both have that date night, but I but don't know. But then we can't go out together. Yeah. It's like, we would love to go out and double date, but when? When can we do that? Exactly, because that's two sitters, and... That's expensive, and finding them available on the same day is hard enough. But I will say in other aspects, other than, like, date nights, finding a village for those emergency appointments, like, you've had a couple instances where you've had to go to the ER in the middle of the night with either one of your kids, or it's been bedtime and you had to go to the ER, and you needed that village so you didn't have to wake up both your kids, even though you chose to take both of your children, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't trust anyone to watch my kids, and that's what I struggle on is I don't allow anyone to watch my kid except for one person, and I mean, not including you, but... I don't give you the choice. I just come over and just take them. For, like, more of, like, a sitter-wise, I don't really count you as a sitter, but for, like, a sitter-wise, I've only allowed one person to watch my kid, and now she's about to pcs and my husband's about to leave all at the same time so i'm literally gonna have no one i'm gonna be by myself with two kids with no break and that's where a village would be nice to come in to play because you could be like hey mom hey dad can you watch my kid so i can go grocery shopping no i'm gonna have to do grocery shopping alone i'm gonna have to do everything it's isolating yeah it's isolating definitely um, and by the way, PCS, if you're not military, that means oh, that yeah. they're going to move. It's our permanent change of duty station. But it's definitely, it, it can be very isolating. I've been really lucky at times. When we were in Hawaii, we had a really amazing group of people. But saying that, they were there to support me emotionally. They just, there's like a boundary that you don't want to cross when you're like, hey, will you please watch my kid because I need two hours to mentally um restart my brain and that's just one of those boundaries that's hard to get when I mean because even with friends I I consider us really close um I've had other friends that I've considered really close that are now moving but like it's just so hard to not want to what is the word not guilt them into it but I don't know overstep yeah or when you start to get a village when I was going through my IVF journey Um, I had a great village, a great support team to help out, to watch my kids when I had appointments, after appointments, and I, it was during COVID, so I couldn't take Riley with me, um, and then that village completely all moved, they all moved to a new duty station, and I was back to square one of just being on my own, and after about, they've moved a year ago, so it took a whole year to, like, find you to trust to watch my kids and to say that she didn't just trust me guys I just had to come over and be like I want your baby I will bring him back at bedtime or nap time or whatever I don't know how that all started honestly I really don't remember the first time you took I think I took him to the park once I wonder what I was doing I'm not sure I, I don't I don't even remember but I love babies and I'm done having babies so like Colton's my second I guess my third chance just to enjoy that time and you know, and I remember being in that phase of life a year ago, having a one-year-old, and at the time when we met, he wasn't even a year old. He was, like, six months old, and... and now he's about to be a year. And I know. Year and a, yeah, about to be a year and a half, and 
like that is probably the I don't want to say the most challenging phase of motherhood, but it's it's very hard time because parenting that age, it's a lot of big emotions. It's a lot. They can't voice what's wrong to you still. So it's still like guessing. They're still trying to find an independence. And I remember thinking like, well, I remember being in that phase and being like that two hours, that one hour, that 30 minutes where someone would come and just kind of help me out it meant the world and even if that was just me folding laundry without my kid undoing all the laundry I'm folding that's probably what I was doing like it was something like as simple as that and I'm just like if you're okay with it let me take him I'll bring him back when it's time for bed or when it's time for his nap we're not gonna like try to you know mess up his schedule the nice part is I didn't have time to even think if it was okay if that makes sense like I just, right you just were like I'm taking your kid and I'll bring him back before nap but I didn't have time to like sit there and worry about anything and that's why I don't let sitters watch my kids because you have all day to sit there and right think you think about, about like, it because you you have to idea. to get a sitter you have to plan a couple weeks in advance and then that whole time leading up and then like the night before your kid has a sniffle or randomly pukes or something to that effect has an elevated fever you're like oh god do I even leave my kid now like it's so much like in your head about those moments saying that please enjoy your night tonight Colton has puked on my sitter before. Oh, uh, goodness. He and I've had to come home. Um, for example, like, I'm going out tonight, and I'm planning for the sitter. I'm already worrying about bedtime. And, like, I don't have anything to worry about. She's put my kids to bed a thousand times. She has watched my kids a thousand times. She has took my kids overnight to her house. Nothing to worry about. But here I am planning dinner when she's more than capable to cook. Right, right. Dinner. But would you say that. would you say that mom guilt plays a big factor into oh, 100%. that? 100%. 100%. I feel like there's people out there that would be like, you should not be letting sitters take your kids. Or you should not be going on date nights. You should not be going to enjoy yourself when you have kids back home still awake. I feel like a lot of people expect your kid to be asleep before you're allowed to go and enjoy yourself as a mom. But in reality, I mean, at that point, I'm by myself. Once my kids are in bed, I want to sit on the couch and relax. I want to go out and enjoy myself while the kids are awake, honestly. I feel like that's just, like, the natural, the concept. I I, I don't think, I think that's a comfort zone for moms with mom guilt is you're like, if I have a sitter after bedtime, then the sitter does nothing. My children are safe in their bed. I can check on them via my camera. And it's not worrying about how your sitter is interacting with your child. Saying that, I know your sitter very well and, like, your kids are fine. But, like, with new sitters, I I try to cap it to where if it's going to be more than a couple hours, it's going to be after bedtime because, one, for the safety of my kids, not saying I've ever chosen anybody that has been questionable yet, but I do realize what world we live in, and One, you will run into it eventually. We'll run no into what it. Age. It might not even be a sitter. It could be a teacher. It could be. A it coach. could be anybody. It could be, anybody it could be a friend. Like so, like, and it's just you want to naturally limit those interactions. Did you I would have say. a sitter with Brantley? No, actually, I didn't. Um, Brantley, I was very much aggressively attached to. When it came to having Beckett, we it was also COVID, and so, like, mom couldn't come and fly in. Like, they shut down flights to Hawaii, and we had to use um, Austin's coworkers, which, saying that, like, the people we use, like, she was the most absolutely incredible person, and, like, it was, he bounced between two people, and they were, they were good friends of ours, I would say, but 
I didn't have any sitter. I, that's why I think I, I love to, I don't want to say help moms out, but I like to try to be as helpful as I can because I know how bad it was for me and how lonely I was. Like, I remember the first time I took time by myself and I literally sat in the car and cried for probably 20 minutes because I was just so sad and also was like, just go away. Like, I get bored when we go on date nights. Like, and it's hard to not talk about your kids. Yeah, That's all you know. Like two hours, I'm like, what do we do to ourselves? Like, we literally do not know how to keep ourselves busy because we're so used to being parents. And so at that point, we just want to come home and like go to bed because we have to get up in the morning. But I, the first time I ever left Riley was with a family member, and she. She was like four with Colton. My first time leaving him with a sitter with that wasn't family. He was about like two months old, Eh, maybe a little bit younger. And I was terrified. And that was the first time I really met her. And but she pretty much was like, I'm watching your kids and you're you and your husband are going out tonight. And I was like, great. Love that. Because it's important, and everybody sees it. We all know, um, obviously, your sitter isn't necessarily married and with kids. Like, so she kind of sees it a little bit different than we see it. And so, like, I feel like she calls it when yeah. you kn- when you know your friends need that moment and you can help them out. It's more rewarding as the friend because you're like, one, you're like, I did that. I did that. But it's it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But... And I only allowed her to watch my kids because she was military and um, she was a nurse. So I knew if anything happened to them, at least I know she knew CPR. She's certified in all of that. So I was more happy leaving them, honestly. Comfortable. I was excited. I was Comfortable. Really freaking excited to go out on a date night that first time. But tonight, here I am. This is like our... Not our first date night, maybe like over 10 date nights we've gone on with her and now I'm trying to plan a night away and have her watch both of my kids within the next week. I didn't get invited to that, but I guess that's a topic for another time. Um, Anyways. You can get invited to it, but. I just invited myself to it. Deal. It's more of like a pre-deployment. Oh God. Pass. 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 (laughs) I don't want to be invited to that Everyone anymore. Everyone just sleep in your guest bed. Oh, my God. At least it would be free. Um, you know, that's not a bad idea. No, okay. We we're might not... borrow your guest Please bed don't. for our Please don't. night away. Please don't. We'll be crashed by 9 p.m. Don't worry. All right. We're going to hop to the next topic here. So we've talked about, <laughs> we've talked about mom guilt. Um, I feel like that's probably the most relevant thing for all moms today. How would you say you overcame like any mom guilt that you've had I don't think I have yet I think I definitely hold on to it for a really long time until pretty much you tell me to shut up yeah I mean I feel like that's normal and I think that's also a lot to do with the age of the kids like I said Colton is only one so like that is a whole different world where he does physically need you like like there's a need for mom more. It's not even me. He could care less about me now. You're right. It's he dad loves dad. me. It's dada. He calls dada. me. He, it's his, talking about me. He calls me dada. Yeah, he does. Well, <laughs> you're about but to be his new dada for I'll six be his, months. So. I'll be his dada. But so 
like that mom guilt, I feel like it's very normal and I don't think it's something that should be pushed down. It should be something you're comfortable talking about with your friends. Um, I will say for me, like there was a big switch in my mindset when Beckett turned two. That was a big moment for me. That was when I was like, one, he's very independent. His big brother wants to do everything for him. He's a very much daddy's boy. He doesn't mean act two, though. He and does. Like, it's just you're having a hard time to see that because there's only a year difference between him and No, he Colton. acts like a five-year-old. No, he doesn't. He does. Dude, he just had a meltdown this morning. No, screaming, he would never have a meltdown. Screaming bloody murder because he wanted to go to the park. I don't believe it. Okay. Beckett never has meltdowns. He's the perfect little child. And he acts like he's... Okay, for real, he will act like he's almost four years old he fits in with the older kids so well and then i see little colton and it's he's because, just wobbling it's because between one and two is a very huge difference but for some reason when he hit two something switched in me um i was done breastfeeding for an entire year because i stopped breastfeeding him at one years old like that's that was my deadline with him and just something switched and I was like you know what it's mommy's time to shine I just started really focusing on myself saying that I still get mom guilt I I, whenever my kids goes to their grandparents house I feel guilty because I'm like one I want that time with them they're both busy kids and when we can just stay home and snuggle together all day I want to do that like I, I enjoy that time with them but I do feel like it gets better see all my family members are begging to take my oldest this summer um, especially where my husband's about to be on a deployment and here I am, I can't do it. I cannot send my kids away, but then seeing like Summer do it and seeing like it is hard for her the first night, but she definitely, she doesn't forget about it cause you still burn it up all the time that year. You lonely. miss your kids and lonely, but I can't even call my. Kids I feel like you kind away, of though. like move on a little bit and you try to focus on you. And I have that yeah. hard time. I can't do that, so I definitely need to like drop my kids off for one night and work my way up to it. But then again, I mean, my dad and your grandparents, or not your grandparents, your in-laws, they're the same distance away. Yeah. They're both six hours away. Well, my family's about seven and a half hours. Okay. And it ends up being about nine hours with the kids. Well, yeah, my dad's about seven hours. Okay. So, yeah, it's about the same. Depends um, on who's driving. And it really depends on, like, I drive by myself, so I stop way more. But if Carter's in the car, we stop way less because I can just climb back there and help them out. Um, but, yeah, I definitely need to drop them off more. And maybe during these next six months where I am alone and doing motherhood alone and parenting these kids on alone maybe i'll take advantage of people coming to pick my kids up but and it may also help if it's like a instance where it's not planned too far in advance yeah we just planned a may trip for my dad to come pick up the kids and not even the kids just riley colton's still a little too young to send him away but and i already canceled it and I'm going to have my kids. It's mentally, it's it's a lot leading up to it because you're worried about your kids so much because nobody, I mean, for me, like, it's even down, now I don't want to plant the seed in anybody else's head because it could just be, like, my sick brain. But for me, it's the drive. I'm scared of them driving without me because I feel like that's, like, the worst thing that's going to happen. Once they get there, I know they are in a safe place. Um, and I'm not saying they're not in a safe place with the people that are driving them. Like, they love them just as 
It's not who's driving the car. It's, it's just who's like driving who's driving around them. Who's driving around them. But I've talked about this with Austin, and he's like, for me, it's when they get there. Like, what happens if they're there and we're all the way here? And I'm like, no. See, I'm, like, confident once they get there. Like, that's when they've made it. It's just the drive there that I'm freaking out. Because what if somebody else drives crazy? So, saying that, like, if you don't have enough time to kind of think ahead. And it's just like, all right, it's Monday. Come pick them up on Wednesday. Then, mentally, I think that would help a lot. It's like tricking your brain to not be scared. See, my problem is the drive there um, and the drive home because my daughter gets super car sick. And so if she's throwing up, I want to be able to be there to, like, comfort comfort her and help her. Um, and then bedtime. I want to be there for bedtime. I have a certain way to put my kids to bed. And even with our sitter now, she knows exactly how I put my kids to bed. She's watched me put my kids to bed a thousand times. But even, like, tonight, on I literally was just telling Summer, I was like, I have a routine. It's dinner, bath, walk, bed. And if that is not played in that way, like, it freaks me out, and I will come home instantly. You do not mess around with my bedtime schedule and my routine because I've always done that with both kids since they were little kids. Well, we just added in the walking, but... I don't know. You've been you've been going on walks since I've known you. Like, so I, I have, mean, but not so much at night. It's mainly like during the day or whenever Carter's home. Yeah. Or if I'm just like lonely, I'll go out with the kids at night. But I like evening walks. I really like looking at the sunset. I feel like it's really calming to our our bodies. But my kids need that walk now to go to bed. They need that bath. They need that oh, dinner yeah. at a certain time. They need that walk at a certain time. They're so used to it. And if I skip any routine. They sleep terrible. I feel like, yeah, I get that. I feel like kids today thrive on routine. It's something that I feel like was a big switch from when we were children to now saying that. We could have had a big routine when we were kids, but I've always been a person that's like routine saves my life. And that's what helped me with like sleep when my kids were younger. Like their whole pattern laid on that routine. I don't think I had a routine growing up. It was pretty much go to bed when I wanted to go to bed. Maybe that's why you thrive for your kids to have that structure. Probably. I, I just mean, know it's hard. It's really hard to put my daughter to bed if she's past even like 15 minutes past bedtime. It's terrible to put her to bed. Once kids get to that overtired, I feel like it's like a it's a different level for all kids. Because um, even, even my kids, they act, they're not themselves. If they're overtired, they go through a silly phase. Everything's yep. funny and silly. And then after that phase, if we get past that moment... There's no going back, and it's going to be just awful, emotional. Like, they're just not going to be able to control or regulate anything in their bodies. Yeah, I feel like we're always going to have mom guilt anyways. Even when they're in college, we're always going to have mom guilt. We're always going to did did everything right. right. Um, And, like, I plan my kids' future. I want them to have a full ride of college. I want them to have their first car. I want to do everything for them, but... In reality, that might not work out. Like, you never know what the future holds. And, like, that's what people need to stop planning their kids' future. Because if it doesn't go that way, you're going to have mom guilt over it. Yeah, and honestly, it's probably still going to work out just fine. Yep. Like, no matter what, even if things don't go the way we plan, we know one thing's for an absolute fact. And we're going to take care of our kids to the end. Um, and no matter how it gets to that point, like, we'll do it. 
but I'm, I think you're right. Mom guilt doesn't ever necessarily fully go away. I think it does get a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I think you found a, a little bit of a better balance. Um, and then that, sometimes that may just mean taking the space for yourself, but you know, don't let it eat you alive. Okay. What would you say your best mom advice would be? Uh, that's a hard one. Um, I think for me, what I've learned is the best thing to kind of go and do is one, allow your spouse to help. They're there for a reason and they love your kids just the same amount you do. I know for us, like discipline is always our number one difference. But we have laid down a boundary together, and I know that he's not going to cross that boundary because we set that, and he loves our kids. So, like, letting him take over and do his part, necessarily, has been huge for me. And taking that 20 minutes a day for myself, where I'm not sitting in my home, where I'm not listening to my kids cry. Because, you know, when moms sleep in, you don't actually sleep in. You can still hear them. But I think that's the biggest thing, just allowing help. And taking time for yourself and caring about yourself. Allowing help is a big one. I still need to work on that. But I don't really have any, like, good mom advice other than ask for help. Even about, like, nursing, so to say? Even I'm still nursing him. He's about to be 16 months old. Um, there's no end to it. Um, my daughter was formula fed. My son is completely breastfed and do you have any so you struggled a lot at the beginning with your supply do you have any advice when it comes to that side of motherhood not really drink oh. a lot of water my supply it wasn't even my supplies my son had thrush and it would oh. not go away and so I couldn't nurse because he would spread the thrush on me but we had no other choice he didn't take bottles um I really didn't have much frozen milk because I was so sore I could not I was either I was gonna nurse him or I was gonna pump I could not do both because it would literally just open up all the wounds again um, yeah I don't even know how I made it 16 months I look back at those first six months and it was probably terrible and I will say my daughter being formula fed was a way better sleeper um, it was there was no stress that came to it. It was so much easier. With breastfed, my kid did not sleep great. There was stress after stress after stress. So honestly, my both of my kids turned out the same way and both of them are gonna go freaking eat chicken nuggets from McDonald's. So I fed his best. Okay, thank you for your mom advice. Yeah, I really don't have good mom advice. Like I don't really know. I feel like do what you think is best. Right, listen to your gut, that's yeah. it. That's there. Literally. Well, there goes another Friday night episode. Um, please remember to come back and follow us for more. We will be releasing every Friday. Thanks for listening to Summer and Mad Dog. Peace out, Girl Scout.